Welcome to Panfish Nation. Along with Mark, I'm Lyle, and Mark, we're kind of in on our own tonight. It, it, it does appear to be that way, doesn't it, Lyle? <laughs> we had a guest scheduled to be here. His name was Josh Turner uh, with Crappie Man Jigs. I'm not sure if something has come up or um, he's got children and different things going on, and maybe he just forgot about it, but uh, maybe he'll come in a little bit. I sent him a link, and we'll see if he comes in and uh, does the show with us here pretty soon. Uh, I believe he's on on um, Eastern time, so uh, maybe we got to mix up in the time or something. We'll see how that works out. But in the meantime, bud, it's just me and you. That's all right. We can handle this. We've done it before. We just hope that everything's okay with him, you know? Absolutely. Obviously. We don't want him to have any uh, any kind of issues going on, and hopefully he just forgot. If he did, we'll just set him up another time and get him back on here. But I will tell you that – this is what him and his dad makes. I don't know how oh, it's 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 green. Must be green, isn't it? Yeah, they're yellow kind of chartreuse uh, crappie man jigs, and they make tadpoles and several other kinds of plastics and stuff like that. I find them very interesting. Stephen also makes some really nice videos. They're uh, very informative. Even tells you places that he fishes. That's. Uh, yeah. I can kind of understand. It all depends on what it is. is yeah. Where you fish, as to what conditions you're fishing, I think is even a little more important. If someone's willing to tell you depths and the type of areas they're fishing, you could pretty much play on that any given right. day. So. Exactly. I, I think he fishes out on uh, Lake Murray. Uh, I'm not familiar with that. but I'm not either, but uh, I mean, he catches a lot of crappie, and I'm interested in that. <laughs> Speaking of catching a lot of crappie, did you catch SK's live chat last night? I got the very end bit of it. We had a storm roll through here, and I had um, no electricity for two or three hours. So I didn't get to see any of the, the part that um, with their guest in there, but I'm, and I hadn't Lamar. got Yeah, they say he was really, really good. He was, he was really good. I really enjoyed listening to him. The guy's, the guy's a crappie slayer. I mean, he got into uh, how he changed from spider rigging to live scope, where he thinks he can outfish somebody spider rigging with a live scope, which really appear, appealed to me. You know, you, you know, I'm eyeballing that bad, Lyle. Yeah, I know. And you're talking about one polling, right? Yes, sir. He's beaten. He's beaten four poles, double jigged, and he's beaten them with one pole and a live scope. Dude, that's getting it on. That is. And he was talking. He was talking about how he can pick the big ones out of a pile. Now we're talking my kind of language. When you got a limit and, and you're fishing a tournament, if you're able to do something like that, it's game on, my friend. That's it. I got a message. Said Turner said send the link again. Perfect. I'm gonna try that. Maybe while you're doing that, I can start saying hello to some people. In Absolutely, chat. man. All right. We got two stands fishing. couple crosses fishing. Betty, how are you? Alan Pirshala. Uh, avid fisherman. Brian B. Catfishing. Uh, Carmel Muncie. I believe that's a new one. Welcome, Carmel. Um, uh, Carolina Catfish. Chad Nolte. Um, Chrissy Brown. Uh, Clearview Outdoors. What's up, Stu? Country Boy Catfishing. Creole Catfishing, uh, Dan's Creation and Adventures, Dave Garshar. What's going on, Dave? Pardon me if I butcher your name. Uh, forgive me. Uh, Eric Burnside. Eric, hopefully you're parked. You're not still driving. Uh, Eric Massey Jig Company. What's going on, Eric? How are you, sir? Uh, Ernie Brown, Fins and Fines, Fishing with Squirrel. Fishing with the Chad. Hey, while we're here, Fishing with the Chad, if you guys could uh, go back and get Chad's URL and share it out on your social media, let's get Chad some subs. He works hard for it. He's entertaining us every week. Uh, I know he's a friend of everybody here in the chat. Um, let's show him some support and some love and get him some subs. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Fishing Cooking with Mike Chavez. Mike, I got to see. I think he has a video about some green chili that he made. I got to check that out. We were talking about chili in the other chat before this so we'll talk about that later uh fish in the mid-south had a great video this week get hooked on d fishing what's up d uh greenwell fishing wow we got a lot of people in here james dockery fishing what's up james how you doing sir uh miss janice dement hello janice uh jason warren john boys catfishing 
Uh, I don't want to hog all saying hello to all these people. All you want to say hello to some of these people? Uh, you're doing fine. I'm waiting to see if I mean I'll help you, but uh, that's I'm, okay. I'm keeping reading down the list as they come in. Just uh, join this. We got Gabby's dad in the house. Uh, Laura the Explorer, uh, LG Bass, Michael Morello, uh, Midwest Custom <laughs> Jigs, uh, Mike Irvin. Uh, Mike Sampson, what's up, Sampy? Mo Creek Fishing, hey Rob, Muskrat Adventures, uh, One Ton Fishing Club, Outside with the Haze, P City Smitty Catfishing, Papa Ed, Ray Smith, Rex Blocker, Sogo, Team Cross Fishing, what's up, Brandon? The Bullock Experience, uh, The Wandering Fisherman, Turner Fishing, and Uncle Lou. If I missed anybody, you came in after I went through the list. I apologize if I noticed that during the show. I'll be happy to give you a a, a shout out as as I see it, but you got to remember, I'm getting up there in the years. It's hard for me to keep up with everybody, Lyle. Are you saying you're old? I'm getting there. Are you as old as me? I don't. I might feel it sometimes. Okay, that's good. <laughs> hey, Stephen, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How about you? We're doing good. We're glad you made it. Sorry, you had trouble with the length. I thought maybe something might have come up, and uh, we no, was. I, 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 I guess I never got the first email that you sent. Oh, okay. Well. It doesn't matter. You're here now. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> you been fishing? I, oh yeah. All we got all that tornadic activity uh, activity today. So <laughs> I didn't go out there today. Yeah, I hear you. But I got a tournament Saturday, so that'd be fun. Heck yeah. Hey, Steve. My name's Mark. Nice to meet you. Finally, glad How's everything's all good. I'm glad everything's okay your way. So we're happy to see you. Come on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I tried to show them these baits that I got from you some time ago. I haven't got to try them out yet, but I have a green screen, so they don't show up very well. But these are imitation tadpoles, aren't they? Perfect. Yeah, them are awesome, man. They feel just so realistic, and when you so this is a new color. We call this uh like a, a shad kind of. I don't know. It's I working pretty we'll good have though. Have to have some of them too, huh? <laughs> I, I feel like this bag. I didn't order enough the first time, so I may have to redo that. <laughs> I could just send you some if you want some. Oh, like, no, not no. a big deal. <laughs> we'll, we'll order some from you. We're we'll here to support some. everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, I just uh, we're so excited about this whole deal with crappie and panfish of all kinds and getting started with it. Um, it's just so calming compared to where we've been in the past, and I'm I'm very anxious for it to take off and and be good and and um i watched a lot of your videos and you catch a lot of crappie and i thought maybe you would share some of how to's with us oh yeah anything what the, uh right now they're going on beds here so it like the next two weeks should be a lot of fun okay now when you say here where where is here uh south carolina south carolina okay what so, kind of water temps are you talking what kind of weather are uh, you guys looking at last week it was I think it got up to around 65 in the back of pockets. So, but we just had this little cold front, so it probably made them stop, but they should go next week. We're pushing 42 up here in Northern Illinois. So we're still working on those ice out crappies waiting on them to come into the flat. So there's a little bit of difference there. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I couldn't do the ice. Uh -uh. I bundle up when it's 30 degrees outside. <laughs> this t-shirt weather, a hoodie weather. <laughs> So you're, you're looking for them on the beds already? They're getting ready to spawn, or are they in pre-spawn patterns still? Well, uh, we uh, fished the Strike King Big Bass Challenge Sunday, and a lot of the bass were up there spawning. So I'm guessing the next time I get on the water, that's probably what I'm going to fish for is around the bushes and stuff. So is that a good indicator for you after the bass come off is when the crop will go in? Yeah, well, I mean, they both go around the same time, in yeah, my opinion. Mm -hmm. Just around that 62-degree watermark is – is where I start looking. Very cool. And how did you do? Oh, in the Strike King? Uh, we, yeah. I think uh, we got about 600 bucks out of oh, nice. the whole ordeal. So we made our money back, definitely. That's always a good thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm really not really familiar with the tournament scene, so I might have a lot of questions about that. So when you get into a tournament, how do you, <laughs> how, how do you pick where you're fishing? Uh, how do you start? Where, where, where do you begin? Literally on my screen to the left or whatever, I have Navionics and Google Earth because I'm going to Clark's Hill Saturday to fish a lake, and I've never fished it. Mm -hmm. So I'm literally just trying to find something different, and then I'm going to go try. 
but with the crappy and stuff like in the crappy tournament it's all about electronics now honestly like i've got mega imaging which is just phenomenal and i ordered live scope this week so that's coming soon to the channel and I, I'm, I'm really excited for that just to be able to target the bigger fish instead of having to weed through little ones mm -hmm. so what is your channel name uh turner fishing turner right fishing if if somebody could uh, look up Turner Fishing and start and post the link up in chat, that would be great. I would appreciate it. And how long have you been fishing crappie tournaments? Uh about four years. Like just on on and off about four years. And I mean, I do a lot of bass tournaments also, so it was kind of, I guess I'm crappy in bass. <laughs> okay. Very cool. Very cool. Lyle, sir. Are you ready to get into some tournaments with me? Maybe we should start doing that one of these days. You know, I've only kind of tournaments. That I, well, I fished uh, crappie tournaments years ago and some bath tournaments back in the 1980s. <laughs> I'm guessing things has changed a little bit since then. But ever since then, I've been fishing uh, catfish tournaments. But, yeah, I'd give it a shot. I just want to get on some uh, because I like to eat them and I want to catch. Them. Now I know a lot of people don't do a lot of videos on bluegills, but they're my favorite. Although I dearly love to eat them crappie. I mean, I just did, <laughs> but I like to catch them bluegills. I think they fight so hard for what they are and, and, uh, they're plentiful. You know, you don't have any problem finding them usually. So, uh, that's my goal for the year is to get on a bunch of good crappie and, and take them, a few of them home to eat and get on some of them big old bluegills and see what they're like. Uh, I know that we got a bunch of them in Lake Ozark and Truman and Palm de Terre. And uh, I'm guessing, uh, aren't you on, don't you fish um, Moultrie or something down there? It's about Santee. Oh. Uh, I've fished it a couple of times. I don't really have a lot of experience with Santee. Oh, okay. But uh, I know that there's some giant red ears down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, John, I think John Wanover's in the chat now. He catches some big ones. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> we had him on last week, and he showed us a couple of his uh, mounts, and they were yeah, uh, to say impressive both. would be an understatement. Yeah, now, uh, we've got a lake beside this one called uh, Lake Monticello. It's a, a hydroplant lake where it's warm pretty much mm -hmm. all year. And I've caught a two-pound shellcracker right on a bed, but that's about as big as I've ever caught. Oh, that's still that's a stud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That lake you're talking about there is we have Junior Proctor, uh, blue dog mm -hmm. catfishing. He he fishes that lake a lot, and I'm very familiar with Junior, so I know there's great catfish on it. And those big cats need some of them big shell crackers to chew on once in a while. Yeah, the the crappy man back in the day before he started doing a lot of crappy fish, he actually caught a 90 something pound catfish out of uh, Monticello. Oh so, wow! <laughs> that was like probably 15 years ago though. That was a long time. But yeah, that's a giant. That is. Yeah, it was giant. big as me when he caught it. <laughs> <laughs> and the crappie man, that's your father? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. He, okay. he, uh, he, everybody just started calling him that because he could pull up to a bridge or a brush pile that everybody else was fishing and just start, you know, get his limit and leave. And everybody would just get mad at him. So everybody started calling him the crappie man. <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. <laughs> Which it still happens today. I mean, we go to bridges, we pull up, we start catching them, and people are just looking at you like, what are you doing? And so we throw them a couple packs of jigs and tell them how to fish, and they still don't catch any most of the time, but we try to learn them. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Honestly, to me, it's more about presentation than a jig. I know as a co-owner of a jig company, I should be like, mm -hmm. yeah, buy my jigs. You're going to catch fish, but with live scope and everything, it's 99% about presentation. You know, a loop, a loop knot to me is critical. You got to have that loop knot. So your jig just looks realistic and just being at the right spot at the right time, which live scope, you know, as soon as I get it, I'm going to be able to do that a lot more efficiently. So you think I catch them now, wait till it's installed on the boat. <laughs> it might change. It might change a lot of things about the way you fish and what you thought. That's what I hear from a lot of guys who who, who yeah. get a hold of it. So it's it's yeah. kind of interesting. I've been I'm out with it a couple times away. now. Mm -hmm. And what's what's the one thing that stood out that you learned? Is there anything? Um, when you're fishing like uh, standing timber or brush pile that's in open water, the crappie will come off the brush pile and get under your boat, and for the shade. 
it's unreal. You think the crappy lead, but literally you move the boat five feet and you move the live scope and you can see all the crappy that was under your boat. A couple of things wow. I want to see if I ever get a chance to fish with live scope is how they re how they react to trolling motors and uh um and if it's true about them only eating from above. It's not those, that's they'll, what I've heard, but go I gotta down. I gotta see it for myself though. That's the thing. <laughs> Like, I've never it, seen it ice fishing on my on my sonar. I've never seen it. I've always seen them come up. I've never seen them go down. So I'd like to see it on live scope. So that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to. Well, if you've ever uh, trolled for crappy, you always notice the bigger fish come from the back of the boat. Always. But that's because when you go through the school of them, they'll, the bigger fish are spread out and they'll circle around and come back to your boat and they'll bite your jig that's out there like 10 feet from the boat. Nice. That's when you're rolling right over brush piles and stuff is when you're finding that to happen? Yeah. That's good to know. I'm going to try that this summer. And how far back are you trolling when you're long lining? Uh, it really depends on the mood. I, I really only like line, uh, long lining and trolling in shallow water, like 8 to 10 feet. So it's really not mm -hmm. that much. Okay. Either, well, other, I, other than that, I'm a 20 feet, the 30 feet brush pile fisherman. And it's all vertical jigging? Yeah. And when you mention bridges, how are you fishing those bridges? Uh, if, I don't know if you've ever watched the channel, but I, I have a, a rod that's four foot eleven by B and M, and that that is my absolute favorite rod. And I'm 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 uh my myself is I'm six four, so that four foot eleven rod looks weird when I'm fishing. It looks like an ice rod, <laughs> like a dock demon, right? Yeah, but I can shoot that rod wherever I want it to go, and I love to fish under my trolling motor, like. My trans, uh, my front graph is on my trolling motor, and I would literally put my rod next to the trolling motor and use it kind of like live scope, I guess. So you're pretty much like ice fishing them, but I went open water. Yeah, pretty much. You can see them come up and stuff. Yeah, that's a good way of explaining. I do that off the back of my boat, which is kind of harder to to keep it in one place. But that's where my 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 expensive transducer is, not my, the cheap one I got in front. So it works out better for me. Hey, so I, I use a, a Humminbird Piranha Max in the front. So that's all you got to do is still just catch see. fish. Mm -hmm. Good. That gives me a little hope this year. So I got a a, a cheaper. That's uh, all that matters. Absolutely. I'm guessing you never have been ice fishing. No. Me either. Do you have a desire to go? Um, I wouldn't mind trying it, but I would have to be in one of them huts with the heaters. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> get Lyle out to the hut would be the hard part. Yeah, getting me to get on that ice to start with is going to be tough. <laughs> it sounds fun with like the tip ups and stuff though to be running yeah. out there sliding across the ice mm -hmm. trying to get them that'd be yep. fun. I've seen some some of the most fun stuff on ice this year watching and I've watched a lot of ice fishing videos where guys caught a lot of fish and had a lot of fun. But I'm probably gonna want to be in a boat and you can just slide the boat across the ice for me with the heater in it. <laughs> I just uh, but I would like to catch some big yellow perch. I got something about them that. Um, I think it's because Mark said they taste so good. Why I want to try them? Absolutely, do. Uh, we got a lot of white perch down here, which they're fun to catch, but really easy to catch. Really, kind of like a striper. If you find them, you can catch them, but if you don't, you don't. That's, that's perch right. are the same way. If you get into a school, if you got either you know minnows or jigs or even shrimp, works really really well for them. Um, I, I'm right outside of well, not right outside. I'm about thirty miles outside of Chicago. So in the dead of winter, we'll head out to uh, uh, Lake Michigan and catch them off a of Navy Pier, and you can get some pretty decent like twelve, thirteen inches if you if you weed through them. But they're everywhere, man. I've seen footage of them down there, so they're 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 a lot of fun to catch. But a fifteen but a fifteen fish limit, you're looking at two hours and you're done, even if you're bad at. It, so it's pretty simple yeah they well, do taste good be fun but um yeah i uh do you ever do any dock shooting oh yeah that's my that's my main thing i love docks well we had darren kim on here a while back and it's what he main thing he does up lake the ozark and i want to learn how to do that and i want to learn without getting that jig in my finger <laughs> I don't have a rod in here, but hold on, I got a pack of jig heads. It's, it's really simple. You just want to take your jig. Like, you'll take your jig and you want to hold it down here 
so that you don't get hooked. And you you know you put your rod here and you let the jig go out, whereas like this you won't get hooked at all. That's what I'm talking about because I don't want that hook <laughs> in my finger. I've dug enough of them out over the years. I don't need to do it again. But it seems to me like with a little practice, you could get good enough at that. And and they're up in that shade underneath them docks. So if you get that jig to them, you should be able to catch them. Well, I don't know what y'all do up there, but we have a thing here that I like to call the Carolina jig pole, where you take about this much line and you literally stick the pole under the dock until you fill a fish. You'll hit, you'll hit, the, you'll hit the spool of crappie with your pole, and then you'll get bit. I, I don't really? understand it, really? but it works. Yeah, it's like an old timey technique. You put like five foot of, or three to five foot of line out, and you ram your pole under the dock. Until you find a fish, and you'll get bit. I'm gonna try. And you're you're talking about with the long pole, right? Like a twelve. Yeah, like a least. ten to twelve foot. Yeah, ten to twelve yeah. footer. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was watching Blue Gabe do that in Florida, where he was fishing that really heavy uh, reeds, and he'd he'd actually pull a jig up to the tip of his thing and stick it in like the most, you know, nastiest looking reeds on Lake Okeechobee and he was pulling out tankers out of, you wouldn't believe what it was. So I was thinking about trying that under docks and some of the brush piles we have here up in Northern Illinois. Yeah. So. I definitely going to try that. That's now, you could, I mean, you like, if you got a real sensitive pole, you can like feel the fish as you hit them above the brush pile. And it's unreal. The reaction strike you get after you do that. Wow. So what kind of, when you when you're shooting docks, what kind of a uh, uh, gear are you using as far as like your your pole and line and, and reel and stuff? Uh, shooting docks, I use a four foot eleven B and M pole. I forget the name of it. That's the same one you use at the bridges. Yeah. Okay. And uh, four pound test, Mister Crappy line. I, I like the high vis line, mm -hmm. and uh, a one thirty two ounce uh, jig head and one R jigs. Okay, so you did you say a one thirty second ounce? Jig? Uh, yeah, I don't fish anything above one thirty second. Like, oh, you don't. We, we we classify ourselves as a finesse jig company because I don't know finesse jigs get bit more to us than bigger jigs. Like all our jigs are like one point five inch or less. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, uh, now now I need to go place an order after the show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I mean, most of the things the, um, podcast from the pros, like the actual high. Crappy pros, they said uh -huh. on the live scope and everything, they'll be pitching a two inch or whatever, and they won't hit it. And then they'll switch to a, either a smaller hair jig or a smaller plastic, and they'll knock the hell, uh, knock it out of the park. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, I don't tournament fish, but when I'm fishing for crappie, I always just start larger and work my way down until, as if I know there's fish there, I'll work my way down, and that's usually been pretty successful for me. So, Stephen, I got the, the uh, chartreuse color. Uh, of the uh, the crappy man green, yeah. Now, how many different color options do you offer? Oh, I really don't know off the top of my head. Well, probably more than ten. Oh wow! And how many different body styles do you guys offer? Uh, we have what we call the little minnow, which is I think what you bought. It's mm -hmm. like a little shad. We call that the little minnow, and then this one right here, hang on, is called the little stinker. That's the one. I, nope, I didn't get that one. I got one look like a. And it's like a a two body with a a sharp tail. That's got a sharp tail. Okay. Yeah, we call that the little stinker. So it's like an oversized little fry, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then we have what we call the little stabber, and this basically right here with the the paddle tail on it, but it's got Those two bodies, like two bodies on it, so you could actually rip. The body off the top and make a Ooh. smaller jig if you wanted to. And then Man, we have a little 1.5 inch curly tail jig, but I don't think I have any with me right now. And we're also getting into swim baits too. Like we just now started making these little uh, three inch swim baits. I use a two inch swim bait like that. If you guys get a chance, you should make one of those because they're deadly up here. In the okay. middle of summer, in the middle of summer, they work really well. I imagine if I picked up a couple of those threes from you, biting an inch off of it probably would do the same thing. So, yeah, they they and work really really well. We've also well, I've also got into painting crankbaits too. Oh, nice, oh, cool. So th those will be for sale soon. Nice. It's a process. 
just got to keep investing into it and doing what people like and showing people that they actually do catch fish a lot of fish at that because i i i mean i'm not trying to toot my own horn but i haven't been not limited out fishing in a long time i wish i could say the same thing i was scumped it all comes down to electronics if i'm not getting bit i mean i'll run that whole lake until i find them on the graph yeah yeah do do you think that if you find them you can catch them yeah yeah they're gonna bite something that's what I figured because I watched enough of your videos and and eventually you're into them. Yeah, if if I like if I got one video, it's almost I, like seventy thousand views or something. And like honestly, if I can find that one cast that catches one, oh, it's it's game on then because I know what depth the fish, I know <laughs> what the what they wanted, I know if they wanted it popped up, I want it dead still. Right. You you ever find that you do catch that one fish and you can't get any other any of the other ones to bite? I I run across that once in a while and I just can't figure it out. Uh, certain times of year, I can pull up to a dock that's loaded and only catch three off of it. But yeah. if that's the pattern for the day, you just got to go from dock to dock and catch those three until you limit out. Okay. Betty Jean Cross would like to know what's your personal best crappie. My personal best is honestly a, a fifteen and a half inch two point zero three. Not not very big. That's pretty good size for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm hoping to go to Santee and catch a big three sometime soon. That would be a huge deal. Uh, <laughs> a three pound crappie is a major major fish. I'd be happy with that too. Every now and then. I yeah. had a buddy uh, catch a four pounder last week, and I'm oh, like, "Come wow. on, man!" <laughs> it came out of a. It's like a, a local up lake upstate, though. It's a small lake. And they got pretty big ones in there. Do you do any uh, shell cracker fishing to mount anything? Uh, if they're on beds, I, I do what I call camouflage fishing, where I put camo on and I get on the bank, and I throw the worm out there and I hide behind a tree until I get bit. If that makes sense, because it seems it like does. if you're standing on the bank while they're bedding, they run away. Really? <laughs> you know, and, and Jer- I, I, I just got to, well, actually, I've just got one reading again, the Jeremy Wade book, Think Like a Fish. And that's exactly one of his tactics for fishing from the bank is hide from the fish. Yeah, you, you got to do it. And he says, you'll up your per- you'll up your percentage like 50 percent, even if it's crouching down or getting behind a tree. If you can do that, you're going to up your percentage. So that's pretty cool thinking on your part. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Tiger at Monticello where the uh, the stumps are. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really the only place I shellcracker fish. Like I do it about once or twice a year. That's be fun though. They got some giants down there, that's for sure. <laughs> so when you're uh, live scoping, are you still using that four foot pole, or are you uh, changing it up a little bit? No, I'm gonna uh, use a thirteen foot probably. 13 from, foot uh, ACC. vertical jigging. Yeah, those ACCs, they make some good stuff. Maybe we can talk Lyle into making me a 13-foot pole. Uh, the problem <laughs> with me doing it is the blanks on them long ones are so expensive because I can't buy the numbers of cheap blanks like them uh, overseas guys do to, to make them. And uh, the ones that I do, the blanks would be really, really expensive. But I can always check. <coughs> the no. I know I can get. I mean, ten foot pole will probably work, but I'm just going over overboard really with the thirteen. Yeah, I have a ten foot B and M that I use quite a bit, which works out really well. I plan on really hitting a, um, a vertical jigging this year. I'm 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 having a hard time in my little boat staying on top of brush piles, but I promised SK, who's in the chat, that I was going to try this year, and he says I could go. And he says he he has faith that I'd be able to do it, so we're going to try it. Any tips on doing that? Staying over brush piles in a small boat with an Altera <laughs> trolling motor? I can use them. Uh, I don't know. I might make you mad because I have a 16-foot John boat that leaks 24-7, and my trolling motor has two speeds. It has three and fast. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> Just keep hitting it? Honestly, you know, on the, the – I don't know if they even put it on trolling motors anymore. There's a lever that you flip that keeps the trolling motor spinning. Mm-hmm. If it's windy, I use that as spot lock. I just turn it on and try to keep it there and put it on whatever speed that'll keep me on top of it. 
because your trolling motor won't scare them off as long as you're running it constantly. Now, if you're going on and off, on and off, on and off, that that'll scare them off. But is if you're just sitting there running, yeah, I mean the live skirt proves that point. Like it, they just, if you're constantly running it, they won't run. But if you're running it and then cutting it off, running it and cutting it off, they'll uh, spook. But they'll come yeah. back. No, it was well. How shallow a water is that? Not true though, because I've fished in some pretty shallow stuff. Where I'm in seven feet of water, cast into them, uh, just to get towards some docks or some brush piles that I know. And it seems like if I get anywhere near them with that trolling motor, they they just they're gone. I I, I can't get them to. Well, it takes a while for them to get come back, but as soon as I turn that trolling motor back on, they uh they seem to take off. Well, that may be better with the pole though. Like yeah. if you're on it seven foot, the bank's probably not too far. Or the brush pile or dock's probably not too far away from it. Mm -hmm. The pole may be your answer. I hate to break this to you two, but I just got a message from Lee Reed and a picture of a 17 inch crappie. Oh, oh my God. goodness. Oh, the one caught this past week that Dude. broke the record. Oh my God. No, this is from Nebraska. Oh God. Or Iowa. I think it's Iowa he lives. Yeah, Iowa. It is, you got it beside a beer can, and it's unbelievable. It makes that beer can embarrassed. It's trying to hide its face. <laughs> That's a giant, man. Wow. I I don't believe I've ever, I, in fact, I know I've never seen a 17-inch crappie before. That's just a stud. But, uh, yeah, I, he just now sent me that picture. I thought I'd share that with you guys. Uh, it's freaking huge. Man, so what's your favorite time of the year to fish, Steve? Um, it, it depends if I need to fill the freezer or if I want to catch a big one. Honestly, to fill the freezer, summertime is honestly the easiest time to catch them under bridges and stuff. And then wintertime is better for the bigger fish out deep for me. So in in the summer you're looking for shade. Is that why they're in the bridges? Any structure and shade for them to hide in? Yeah, they get up on the pylons and stuff, and they're really easy to locate with the depth finder on bridges. So do you think that they're any better eaten in the wintertime than the summer? Yeah, they're mushy in the summer. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I mean, I don't know about up there, but we get water temps of 90 down here. Yeah. So it gets yeah, we, mushy. We got, yeah, we get pretty close to in the summer. We'll, we'll get up near 90, if not at 90. So it's even on the river. So it, it, I know what you mean about them little being a little mushy. You, do you do anything to be able to firm that meat up, or, or is it a lost cause? Uh, if it's the summertime, honestly, I let them, I put them in ice overnight, and then I clean them that morning, and we eat them the same day. Okay. So when you're getting them in the winter, that's when you're putting them in the freezer, right? Yeah, pretty much. Cool. I've heard I've heard rumors. I haven't tried this about like a saltwater brine kind of helps helps firm them up a little bit. So I was going to try that this summer. I, I need, probably wouldn't hurt to try. I need to interrupt in here just a second. We have Carpen down under, and I believe he's from Australia, if I'm not mistaken. And he wants to know if we ever come across Wells catfish in the USA. And we don't have Wells catfish here. Kind of wish we did. <laughs> But we, we're living vicariously through the, the guys out your direction and, and above uh, that catches those. And we watch it, watch guys on YouTube catch those giants because we just don't have them here. We got flatheads, blues, channels, whites out east, and um, a few other uh, catfish-specific lines. But uh, those are the main ones that, that we have. But uh, thanks for joining, Captain. Fan Fish Nation, we appreciate having you in here so much. Ernie Brown says uh, they use salt, salt water, and lemon juice uh, overnight before uh, before freezing them up. So that could be a good tip for something to try too. So, what's your biggest bass? You mentioned you do some bass tournaments too. Uh, eight pounds. Oh eight yeah, pounds? I was reading the chat. People kept asking about the twister tail. I found some. Oh, cool. So that's the 1.5 inch twister tail right there. And they can just find those at crappieman.com, I'm guessing? Uh, crappiemanjigs with an S.com. All right, crappiemanjigs with an S.com. 
Yeah, and they're very reasonably priced. I bought some because I didn't have any. Like I say, I wish I'd have got a whole bunch more. So we're going to be filling that out. Can you, uh, Stephen, can you ever have enough? Enough what, jigs? Yeah. Or, yeah, uh, enough crappie jigs. Honestly, I. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I use probably two boxes, though, honestly. I, 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 I use the chartreuse and then whatever uh, color I'm testing for the website. Really? Thank you, yeah. Chad, for putting his website up there. I use but, uh, uh, that the, the color we call Crappy Man Green uh, 365 days a year, honestly. Uh, I, don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> have to pick up a couple bags. That chartreuse is killer. Monkey milk works for me. You know what color I really have a hard time with that I don't have any luck up here is pink. Everybody swears by pink. I can't catch anything on it. I don't know what it is. But, but I'll still I've used try. Them before. Not not much luck on pink myself. Now, do you think this is the hot topic now out there in the the crappie trail? I guess is is color matter matter as much as silhouette? Uh. I don't know. I don't, I, I'm a co-owner of a jig company. I don't. I want you to buy all the colors. Well, I get that, but I mean, <laughs> obviously. But if they they need all the well, never mind. I apologize for that. No, I answer honestly. It's all about presentation. Like presentation. If, if, if your bait looks like what they're eating, honestly, they're probably going to eat it if they're going to eat it. So, you you could probably fish with a clear. Well, they've actually proved it. Uh, a guy went out on. A river that was completely flooded and muddied up. I mean, you had no visibility. Uh, dropped his jig down with live scope with a clear jig, nothing in it, and the fish reacted to that jig in the water. No flake or anything, huh? Nothing. It was a, just a clear, straight shot of plastic. That, those black jigs always amaze me how they can see those, but they do. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. So what kind of boat are you running for the tournaments? Uh, this weekend I'm fishing on my buddies, but I think he's got a nit nitro, I want to say. But okay. normally, I uh, normally I'm in a, a ranger, and I've got my 16 foot polar craft that has a crack in it. <laughs> Man, you need to get that out of that polar craft. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was actually my dad's boat before mine. He uh, got another boat and gave it to me. So there's been thousands of crappy in that boat, probably. Yeah, it's amazing. I. How many videos do you have out? Uh, around 130 something. I want to yeah. say. I sat there for for two days and done nothing but watched them. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I didn't. I know I didn't see them all. I guess that's my number one thing. People get mad because I tell them where to go fish, but I mean, I want to see. I was impressed with the one that you done that you were showing everybody where all your spots was. I thought, you know. It doesn't matter because if they're not there, when you get there, they'll be there later or whatever. Yeah. Uh, my areas get fished. Uh, I can't tell you how many people I meet on the water that watch the videos just sitting on the brush pile because they watch the video. They don't make me mad, but, you know, it is what it is. I'll come behind them and catch fish behind them. So the ones they missed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them I'll pull up to, uh, that one dock that's always in the video. We it's a really special dock. It's in 40 foot of water. And the guy puts out probably 20 trees on it every year. Oh, man. And I can pull up there. They say they're not biting. And I'm like, all right, I'll try it. And then I start catching them. And they just get mad. But. Hey, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, these guys are killing me. Now, Roger DeMint just sent me a picture of two crappie that he caught. 116 and 117. Oh, he says I have a uh, 171 videos. I didn't think I had that many. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Sounds like I need another couple days. <laughs> <laughs> I should be hitting 3,000 subscribers soon, though, because I'm getting like 20, 20 and 30 subscribers a day now. So it That's should be awesome. probably a couple days. How long have you been uh, doing the YouTube game? Uh, about two years now. Uh, two years. The first year was kind of I'd post whenever, but now I'm pretty much you know on a schedule and all that. So, how many do you try to do a week? I want to do Monday and Fridays, but normally it's just Fridays, depending on what I can get out. I mean, I, I have five kids, so it's kind of iffy some weeks. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's hard to keep that consistent, isn't it? Yeah, 
It is. Honestly, it's all about like I like to go out and shoot multiple videos in one day. And that way I can stockpile and release stuff on time. You got to catch a lot of fish to be able to do that, though, don't you? Uh, yeah, or use different techniques to do it. <laughs> oh, very cool. Uh, so how old are your kids? Uh, I have a 17, a 15, uh, a 13, 11, and 9. Well, you look awfully young to have all those kids That's at those ages. I was <laughs> so, just getting uh, to the – are they into crappie fishing is my question. One of them, he likes to go a lot, but the other ones, eh, they'd rather be at home. That'll change. They come back to you after a while, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. And believe me, uh, I'm old enough to know they come back to you after that, some of that later. And, With five uh, kids, you got to catch a lot of crappie if you're going to have them for dinner, though. <laughs> right? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> What's your favorite way to eat crappie? Let's get to the important stuff here. Uh, Frank's Red Hot uh, straight cornmeal. Straight cornmeal? You're a cornmeal guy? Yeah. <laughs> You just uh, put Frank's Red Hot in a bag, shake it up, and then straighten the cornmeal, straighten the fryer. What kind of oil are you using? Are you going for the peanut oil or do you use something else? Normally vegetable because it's cheaper. It's definitely cheaper. Lyle, how do you like it? Um, On a plate? Yeah, well, pretty much. I don't make a lot of difference. I can have it hot or cold and be happy either way, pretty much. Well, you got to have your bushes baked beans and your potatoes and onions. Oh, I like potato good. salad, but yeah, I like sliced onions with mine. And uh, we have a company here uh, out of St. Louis called Andy's, and they have several flavors, but the Andy's red is pretty spicy, and that's the one I like. Uh, it, and then they have Cajun. Uh, and, and they're both good. So I just mixed it up. It's easy for me to do. But um, <clears throat> Betty wants to know if you like them filleted or whole. Filleted. I, I don't really like the bone picking game. I don't either. I take them filleted myself. The only I whole fish I like is trout. Mm -hmm. We go up to the mountains about once a year and catch our limit of trout and cook them right there on the grill on the side of the stream. Mm -hmm. Pretty fun. That is pretty good. That's a good time, too. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Parker Pursuit says Andy's is the bomb. I think it is, and the red is the best. Total Angling Experience. I love that stuff. We also got Stu from Total Angling Experience and Concrete. What's going on, Stu? Glad to have them all in here tonight. Uh, Stephen Corley. But, uh, whoop, I lost his. It got out of sight on me. Cornmeal batter is very southern. That is correct. <laughs> But I'm a panko and regular breadcrumb kind of fan myself. I kind of mix the two together. Yeah, that works for me. I guess it's all where you're from. But that Frank's, I think that's pretty universal. If you like a little spot, a little spice in that vinegar yeah. taste, you can't go wrong with that. I kind of think you ought to add a little to most of it, anyhow. Or some really hot stuff. I, I'll go the habanero when I'm when 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 I'm able to. So well, my stomach won't take that much anymore. But I like it. <laughs> So how many days? How many days a year are you fishing? Ah, uh, everyone I can honestly. If the wind's not above ten mile an hour and it's not on the weekends, I'm normally there. The only time I really fish on the weekends is if it's a tournament. Okay. So, I mean, with the the jigs and the YouTube revenue and everything, and my old lady makes pretty good money, so it's my full time gig really. Cool. And I, I'm studying to take the captain's uh, test, so. I'm probably going to start guiding here in a couple months, and that'd be pretty fun, I believe. As soon as I, I want to, I want to start something where the name of it's going to be like one pole guide or something, where I take people out and let them use live scope and catch fish. There you go, and it's wow. good that you're taking the, the captain's courses too. We're firm believers, aren't we, Lyle? And, yes. and making sure you take care of that and go that extra mile to make sure that you're doing everything right and that your guests are safe. So that's pretty important. Yes, absolutely. Louisiana Cajun seasoning fish fry is his Stephen Corley's favorite. I don't know. I don't think I've I've had one that I didn't like. To be honest with you, no, I haven't either. Um, they're they're all good. Betty Jean says that uh, the kind that she likes best is hers, which I'm sure it's great. I know what it is too. If she's not nice to me, I'm going to tell everybody too her secret recipe. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know you you don't want to piss her off. We got to go up. And and fish with her 
in Mendota here for long. <laughs> oh man. All right, Stan's got oh Stan's got a question. For someone that is just trying to get back into crappie fishing or for someone new to crappie fishing, uh where should they start? Great question. Are you want me to answer? Yeah, uh yeah. <laughs> all right. So if you're brand new to crappy fishing, I would suggest honestly, uh just go out and get you they got combos at Walmart for about 20 bucks. That's about six foot. Uh it comes with I think eight pound line on it. You want to take all that line off and put like six pound uh Mr. Crappy line, which you can also get at Walmart. Get you a pack of Bobby Garland jigs and jig heads at Walmart. And go out and fish every dock that's deeper than 10 foot of water, and eventually you will find a crappie. That, that's what I would do if I was just starting out. How much time should they be spending on a dock? Uh, one cast down the side, one cast down the front, and one cast on the side, on the other side, and go to the next one. If that school is active, you're going to get bit. All right, let's say they are in 10 feet of water. How deep should they start at? Uh, I would start four. Four feet, so go, you know. I, I would honestly never go over 12, like in any depth of water. I, I, I rarely ever catch a crappie over 12. Okay. Well, no, Even I'm talking like about 30 how, of water. how deep should they be fishing, I guess, is the question, rather than a depth of the water. So let's say if they're in 10 feet of water, keep their jigging what, the, 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 the six-foot range, the eight-foot range, what? Um, that's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Honestly, I would start like probably four to five foot. I, I would let it go down four to five foot. Okay. How far if there's a come after one, Stephen? If you've got like 10 foot uh, visibility, they'll come pretty far. But uh, most of the time they school on like around the, the active ones would be over the brush. That's why I'm saying don't go all the way down in the brush. Okay. That's where um, right now with what most of us has got side imaging will help yeah. you a great deal because that mm -hmm. side imaging will show you how high the brush is in the water column and it'll show you the fish above it and in it. And then you're just going to have to figure out, look over to the side of your side image. You're going to say, well, that that's at five foot. So you want to be fishing above that line. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Like, even on the Piranha Max up front, if I see fish that's in eight foot of water, I want to fish six foot of water. Right. Because even though I know they'll go down and bite, there's a lot better chance they're going to come up and bite. And that's because where their eyes are positioned on their body, correct? Yeah, they don't like to roll. Like, uh, even when they're spawning, they really don't like to roll on anything. So, yeah. <sighs> Ohioan for Life asks, is there anything being done to prevent the use of crappie as a kind of bait uh, where people can catch the crappie and not eat it, just use it for bait? I believe if crappie in a lot of states, I'll, I'll just answer this real quick because I live in Illinois and that's a big issue over here. Yeah. Uh, if if, if crappie is considered a sport fish, you can't cast net it and you can't use it for bait if there's a size and a creel limit on that water. That's correct. Um, that's usually the case in a lot of states that I know. There might be exceptions. I'm going to give the disclaimer about check your local regulations or the regulations of the body of the water you're fishing on because a lot of times it's body of water specific. There's only a few places in the United States that allows crappie use for bait. And as far as I know, they're all out on the East Coast. Are things like crappie nibbles uh play for really experienced fishermen uh in my opinion they're a waste of money okay. just to be blunt about it they come off the hook too easy they do make a jig head though honestly the the top of it is hollowed out and you could put the crappy nibble in the jig head and those are kind of good for it but just putting it on the hook it falls off too too often okay i i seen uh, here it is uh, a new Someone new to our uh, our chat, Midwest Custom Jigs. I don't believe I've seen them in there before. Welcome to Panfish Nation. Thank you for joining tonight. And there's TX Tiger, another one that I'm not familiar with. We're glad to have you in here.
trying to make sure I get everybody that that I see, especially the new people, because we want you to come back and enjoy your time with us. But, uh, yeah. How do you feel about scent? Scent, I I 100% agree with. I use use, uh, rooster tail shad spray. I got it at Mm -hmm. clearance at Walmart, and I bought every one they had. But I use that, and uh, they they make a bass uh, scent called Mayhem. They have a shad scent in that, and I use it also, especially when the water's muddy. Yeah, no, I just especially when the water's muddy. Yeah, I believe scent plays a big part in the muddy water. Okay. You had mentioned shad, and when I get into the isaw crappie, which is probably the next week or so, I'm waiting for the tulips to pop here. (laughs) As soon as they pop, it's game on. It seems to be. But uh, um, uh, I'll find them with bellies full of shad. I mean, big shad, too, a lot. So that makes sense to me. But last week, I, I limited out on, on a bunch of decent-sized ones, and every single one of them, when I filleted them, had empty bellies. You ever come across any of that? Uh, well, did they, they really eggs? had me puzzled. They, they, they were like premature eggs. They were a really small amount of them in the, in the females that were there. So they may just be coming out of their winter haunts and just haven't started feeding yet. You might have just caught them right when they started or something. I think so. I caught them in the, in, in the flats, and then it snowed the next day, and they were gone again. So I was kind of upset about that. But uh, it was it was really odd. I figured I might ask somebody who fishes them a lot more than than I do. So. But Oh, and another well, tip. I, I was reading the chat, like, if you catch a fish on the jig, don't change your jig. If you can thread that jig on to its last limb, use it because I, I catch more fish after i catch one than when i put a new one on i don't understand it but it may just be one of them conscience things that you're on the water that's your confidence but if i catch one it's got that crappy scent on it, i'm gonna catch a lot more on it it worked oh. once it worked the other how long before you take it off it's got to be falling off the hook or you, oh, you mentioned presentation's important <laughs> if it's if it's hanging halfway off the hook and it won't stay on there right is that make a big i won't put it if it's halfway off but if okay. it a thread and actually look like the presentation that i'm trying to present then i'll put it on there like even with a minnow you can flip it upside down and re-thread it and so i mean you can catch 10 to 15 crappy easy off one bait doing it that way so you think that that after a fish has been caught on a bait, the scent of being caught would entice other fish to bite? I just think the the slime from the fish is on the bait, and I don't know. It, it could just be a personal thing. But wouldn't that, my, be the, wouldn't that have to be the scent of it? Yeah, I, I suppose it yeah, would be like I a would, slime. I would agree scent. with that. <laughs> I would agree with that because most, most fish – are kind of cannibalistic. It's not that they go out searching for like fish to eat, but they're all opportunists. So if something comes along and they're hungry and it's smaller, they will probably eat it. So if them baits have the scent of another fish on it, I would say that that would be an attractant. Yeah. So I, I can I can see where you're going with that, which would. Uh, entice me to want to use the same one as long as I could, you know, just like you're saying. Oh, yeah, that's a like I, I endorse that. Use the same jig until it don't look like a jig no more. <laughs> something something worked the first time, it's bound to work a second time. So why, <laughs> why change it if it ain't broke, right? It's like oh, leaving yeah. fish to catch fish. So. Exactly. Trying to make sure we don't have anything else. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get people. Uh, we want to make sure we don't miss any questions clean tonight. But man, Stephen, you've given us a lot to think about tonight. I want to thank you for coming on here and and being part of Panfish Nation with us tonight. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm sorry you had the trouble getting in here. We didn't get cleared away on that. But man, you you talked about, about scents and and baits and and uh, live scope and and did you say you already have your live scope now uh i ordered it yesterday so oh, it should be here next week. did you take well, advantage of that 200 dollars rebate i hope uh, i hope honestly i gotta <laughs> get it before i get it i guess <laughs> all right <laughs> well how, how about we 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 uh have it uh come to meeting here and 
And uh, would you agree to come back on here after you get that and get everything run down? And oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I had a blast tonight. Yeah, I've never done one with something like this, so it was fun. <laughs> well, you, you had to know when I ordered stuff from you and messaged you a couple of times, we're going to do something. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't look at the names I ordered. So if you use your real name, I didn't even know I sent you jigs, honestly. Oh, wow. Like some weeks we get so many orders, it's just I print the shipping and it goes out the door. I'll tell you what, when you see my order come through tonight or tomorrow, and you see my last name, you're going to know it's me because it's probably one of the most messed up names you're going to ever see. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what it is, but you'll figure one, it out. Uh, I got one order while we're sitting here. I don't know if it was a viewer, but uh, oh, Lee Reed, appreciate what? the order. Yeah, Lee is Lee's a viewer. Lee's a good guy. They sent the pictures of them crappie wall. You know? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, That's cool. cool. Appreciate it. I'll get your order out tomorrow. <laughs> the, um, but yeah, I'd like for you to, to tell us about how well you like that that uh, new image. Well, the main thing with LiveScope that I really want to try is, I mean, we we you know if we invest in getting another mold for the company, I want to see how the fish react to that mold or the, the bait differently than they react to the other baits that we sell. So. Do a comparison and do a, like a, a color comparison. Why they like the chartreuse so much? I I really want to figure out. But that's one main thing of it to see why they react so good to the chartreuse than the other color. I, or I if it's just in my head that they're going to bite the chartreuse and I'm going to keep throwing it until they do. <laughs> Something I'm curious to know about is you're close and personal with crappie a lot of times. How much? Yeah, I, I fish right on top of the brush, ninety percent right. of the time. I want to see if that live scope. You should be able to tell how much noise affects those fish, and if they run off, and do they come right back, or do they, are they skittish? Or, yeah, I'd like to see that also. You know, I, I find things like that extremely interesting, and now um, with with the live scope, and even with the new stuff that Bird's coming out with, and 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 Lawrence and some of that stuff, we're going to be able to see things to, to determine what we've been doing right or wrong for hundreds of years before. So uh, I know very little about that. I do have a 360 unit, uh, and I like it, but it doesn't do what LiveScope or this new stuff that these other companies are coming out with. So, yeah, once you get that... Um, I would be really glad to like to have you back on here and let us tell you what you found and, and how you like it and how everything's going. And by then, Mark's really going to be flopping at the jaws because, man, he's wanting one so bad right now, it's not even funny. <laughs> I, I, wait, I just got to wait till I get my next boat. I can't see add more to my little boat right now. So maybe next year we'll see what happens. And you know, whenever you buy something, something else comes out. That's well, my see, that's, a, that's why I haven't got it for so long. Uh, I love Hummingbird. Hummingbird to me, me just has a clearer image than anything else. But I, they said at the end of February they were going to come out with their live. And mm -hmm. It's like halfway into March, and I haven't seen none, and I can't wait any longer. Latest is May. We I had uh, on my channel, Catfish and Crappie, we had the guys from uh, Russell Marine Products. They were they were great, and they said the what they were being told now was mid-May. Yeah, well, I'm not I, – I just couldn't wait no longer. I, I mean, as go. a tournament angler, I cannot <laughs> not have it. Well, the, you, them other guys get too far out on you. Yeah, I mean, the, the past four weekends of bass and crappy tournaments all won with live scope. There was no contest. Every tournament has been won with live scope. And I think, especially in the crappie and bass industry, there's going to be more and more of that. I'm not sure about the catfish industry. I'm sure that there's a difference, and the guys that are on top of it already know that difference, and the guys that don't have it, they're well, figuring it out. <laughs> But especially I, crappie and bass, I can really see the difference there. Well, I was fishing a brush pile in about seven foot of water about a month ago with a guy that had a twelve inch like a uh, twelve inch Garmin, and I actually seen like a probably a fifteen pound catfish, like a big blob on the screen, just come up and hit my jig and break me off as soon. It was wow. really cool to watch. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so you can definitely see the catfish on there. Yeah, I'm sure. The, the, the thing I'm concerned with on LiveScope is, will it work in 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 feet of water? And how and how accurate mm. is it? And I don't know about the forward out. view. I know you can uh, see, uh, you start seeing stuff around 60 foot in front of your boat. So wow. 
don't know about, but they have a down view, but you don't really hear much talk about the down view. So I'm not sure about it. So, I, like you said, next time we talk, I should know a lot more because absolutely. Well, I'm pretty full on. If I got to learn something, I'm going to learn it. Well, yeah, I understand. Tell everybody where they can check out your stuff and and uh, visit you online. Uh, Crappy Man Jigs with an S dot com. You order a jig. I, I think somebody asked what colors I recommend. Uh, Crappy Man Green, uh, Purple Haze, and uh, we have a color that's like monkey milk called Blue Pepper. That would be my top three. And you can check the YouTube channel out at youtube.com slash Turner Fishing. All right. We've been sharing out that link during the show. So uh, uh, if you guys saw that, please uh, scroll back. Give them a sub. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Head out over to Crappy Man Chicks and, and go get you some. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Stephen, for joining us tonight. And we'll look forward to getting you back on here discussing that live scope. Oh, yeah. uh, Stephen, are you on any social media as well? or uh, Facebook is Turner Fishing on YouTube and Instagram is Turner Fishing. Perfect. We'll check those out as All well. All right. All right. I want to thank everybody else in chat for being part of the show tonight. We appreciate it. Be sure to tune in Monday night for Catfish Weekly and for Catfish and Crappie after Catfish Weekly. Please do. And don't forget to go over and check Chad's uh, show out. Fishing with the Chad on Thursday nights and subscribe. He's getting really close to some big numbers. We want to help him out all we can. So, until next week, we'll see you then. Thanks, guys. Have a great night.